It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. How's it going, everyone? This is Josh from Diamond State Scouting. Mock draft season is here. We have the best mock draft simulator for you this season. Walk the Mock is the most unique simulator on the internet. It allows you to do a mock draft with your friends or by yourself with trades. There's much, much more you can do with it. You can even share it on social media. But please use promo code DSSCOUTING for 20% off either your first month or your annual membership. And again, that's at walkthemock.com. Just use D-S-S-C-O-U-T-I-N-G for that 20% off your first membership. Glad to be back. It's Diamond State Scouting, part of the Say It Again Sports Network, Season 1, Episode 11. I am your host, A.B., Dean Branch, and I'm with my brother, Josh Wingate. How's it going, bro? It's going good. How are you doing? You uh, got a little candy girl in last night. And... <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> took, my, took my mother to go see New Edition, man. First time they've gotten together in, I think, maybe 20 years, all members. So It's crazy because I got... Uh... I think it was two days ago. I got on YouTube because Bel Air is out now, and I've been watching Bel Air. Yeah, man. And I was like, man, I really want to watch the first episode of Fresh Prince of Bel Air. So I got on YouTube, um, looked up the first episode. They didn't really have it on there. Uh-huh. And then I just started watching like the re- reunion stuff, and then it kept going and going. Cool. And then it showed like the little TV documentary of New Edition. <laughs> so I thought it was funny that next thing I know, you're going to go see New Edition. So. I think I think that's so cool, man. I was it was great to see, and that's a quick note. It was great to see, but great to think about like how important it is to take care of your body, you know? Yeah. Because those guys, man, I'm, you're, you're watching the documentary. Those guys have been doing that stuff for years, you know. And you know, it's important. I just that's what I take from it as a personal note is to um how important it is to be healthy and take care of yourself because that phone rings. And that's a million-dollar opportunity, man. But if yeah. your body says no, you can't do it, man. Especially with um, us talking about sports and athletics and stuff. It's really like a, um, a lifestyle thing, you know? It, it definitely is. Uh, there's a lot of free agents out there that uh, are sitting on the couch not doing anything. And if they're not, like, in full health and ready to go in condition, like, they're not getting is, a job. Isn't that the saddest thing, man, when there's a guy that played – and he might have played like two or three years ago and maybe had an injury, maybe is sitting on the free agency pool and your team picks him up or a nice team picks him up for a sweet spot and he's just not the player that he was, man. Yeah, but then you also got someone that everyone thought was washed, Devonta Freeman. 
Um, his last time before Baltimore last year was with, I want to say, the Giants. And mm -hmm. they call him up, what, a year or two out, and he pops in and produces, and everyone's like, well, well maybe he wasn't washed. Maybe it was something else. But Right. It's, it's like that, man. It's like it's, – I mean, it's a difference because – I think you're speaking about running. Well, you're definitely speaking about running back, but speaking about yeah. position players like that, man, you look at how there's some guys that like, you know, eat their way out of the league. I, I, my father, man, he used to say that to me. He said, man, yeah. some guys eat their way out of the league. You Even if you're sitting on the couch, man, that phone rings and that's like, that's an opportunity. So you always got to stay in, in shape and stay ready, man. Look at, um, look at Adrian Peterson, man. All field issues aside, that guy yeah. stays in shape, man. He's ready to go. He does. And then you, know? you got talking about eating yourself out of the league. You got Eddie Lacy, who literally Eddie. ate himself out of the league. That was the guy, man, <laughs> Eddie Lacy. I remember being a fan of his. Oh, I, I loved him at Alabama. Big fan. I thought he was going to be the deal. He was in Green Bay, right, when he was good. Green yep. Bay. And then they said that he ate Chinese food all the time. And I <laughs> love Chinese food. I do too. You know? And they said, man, Eddie Lacy loves Chinese food. He's eating it all the time. And they said, man, he's just got too <laughs> fat to play. So I was watching this. How much Chinese food are you eating? How much, bro? Because it's like, <laughs> yeah, but yo, you, you took me somewhere. How much are you eating <laughs> where you got that bad? You know, yeah, where you're not working it off. But they said, especially at the the job that they're doing, like you're running all the time, you're working out. You should be at least working out all the time. It's I don't it's, know. Listen, man, I got bad I metabolism. Have, I'm I'm not trying to compare myself to an NFL an elite running back. But I have a pretty hectic schedule, and I know yeah. how to get up in the morning and take 30 minutes to 45 minutes, four or five days a week to take care of my physical fitness. These And, not, and my job, my, my paycheck, this microphone, it does yeah. not depend on that, brother, you know? Yeah. So when you think about Lacey, I just want to finish the Lacey thing. They said, hey, man, the, um, the developer of P90X. Remember P90X was a hot, like... Oh, I remember this, yeah. They said the developer of P90X called Eddie Lacy and was like, I'm going to get you right. So I'm looking yep. like, okay, okay, this sounds good. They, they were showing him working out and stuff and came out on the field flat, nothing, yep. nothing left, man. So it, it's it's like, it's a, it's, it's not a, it's, I believe, it's not a P90X thing. It's not a, it's not like a. It's a one, two. A, it's, it's, man, it's a desire. It's a lifestyle. Yep. Like, look, I have a goal and I'm going to get it. So. Definitely, man. I love I love opening up the show talking about lifestyle and how important it is to yeah. keep a healthy lifestyle and, and make sure you take care of your body. Yeah, I, I need to figure out how to take care of this body right now. Having a two year old right now, it, it's working me. But it's a whew. it's a grind, brother. And, <laughs> and man, congratulations on the two year old. You know, yeah. you're, you're killing it. You're killing it, man. We're fathers, man. You know, but yeah, that's the toughest you, job you have out there. Toughest job you have, man. Like that's a that's a responsibility. So. But when you think about it, you think to yourself, man, I'm a father. I got to be here. I, I want to be there to walk my daughter down the aisle, yep. to be there, to answer the phone when she's having tough times and she wants to call me from college. So I, I, I'll, I'll end it here, man, because speaking about fitness, man, we could do a whole pot on that. But it, I used to be the guy that wanted to go into the gym and like lift the world, brother. Like I was yep. like trying to outlift people, trying to out hustle people in the gym. And I've learned that, man, what it's all about is like being healthy enough to be there for your family and support your family. Anything that comes after that is just icing on top of the cake, man. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Um, I was kind of 
when I went to the gym, I kind of had that same thought process. Like, that's what you got to do. You're a man. You got to lift as heavy as possible. Warrior mentality. Yep. But then I go in there and I'm like, oh, maybe not. Maybe I want to do like these higher reps. Like that. that's my thing. I, I, I want to do higher reps, low weight. I, I, high rep, low weight. I mean, listen, man, I told you, man. Not that, low weight, but you know. No, no, low weight. Yeah. Going, I've been, I'm the guy that will go in the gym and pick up the 15 pound weights and just go, man, 50 reps. All right. Yep. Get the get the blood flowing, get the muscles pumping, and then you actually start to build like that look that you're going for. You build it that way. You might have a um a heavy day every two weeks, every yep. three weeks, but if you're looking for that vascularity, man, you just go in there, hit the have um lightweight, high rep, man. I'm I'm yep. a, I'm a, I'm advocate of that. Definitely, you know. So let's get into this, man. I've I'm, I've been away for a minute. I want to get back to talking about what's going well, we on, were- man. I think we were scouting combine, um, and the way it worked out, we we weren't able to have you on. Do we have mm-hmm. you on? Were you able to come on in between? No, I haven't. I haven't been on since you guys Ooh. left out for Alabama, man. I so it has on. been a while. Yeah. Um. So yeah, and then Brett and I had a couple people on because I think something came up a couple weeks ago or last week for you. Yeah, something came um, up last week. I was out with my daughter, got caught up at the yeah. restaurant, so I missed yeah. that show. I ended up watching the second half of that show. And texting you, Doreen. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, no, well, I'm excited to have you back. Brett is uh, taking his daughter on a nice vacation. Which Being a dad, man. Excited for him, yeah. Being a dad. Shout so, out yeah, to Brett, man. I'm excited. We got the combine coming up. next. I think it's next week. March 1st through the 7th. So that that's a big, big week for uh, our, our show. Um, so. Right. There's going to be weigh-ins. We're going to see what people hand hands are arm. Yep, that's the big one for uh, one guy. That's right. Um, arm length, all kinds of stuff. We're going to see who comes in overweight. Who's going to be a little light? Um, the forty, the who, forty times. Who brother? runs the forty? Yeah, that I was just about to get there. Who's about yeah, to man. run out the gym? That's right, man. Who's going to be Dion, where he runs it, doesn't stop, has a limo waiting for him, and He's out. Coolest. That's confidence, <laughs> man. That's confidence. That's, that's confidence I mean, that's all Dion is. It's just straight confidence. I mean, he can back it up. But that man is so much confident. 100%. That's all-out confidence, man. But the Combine is, um, as much as Deion Sanders is a star of the Combine, as a Philadelphia Eagles enthusiast, I cannot think mm. about the Combine without thinking about Mike Mamula and the Combine phenom that he was and the nfl lackluster career that he gave us after um, mike mamula i think you are did i get you you might have got me <laughs> when you get some time man look up mike mamula man combine phenom philadelphia was in love with him they drafted him i believe in the top 10 and number seven the... overall see there we go yep the um defensive end man like this is this is gonna be our guy. Look at the guys that were drafted after him. It'll make you throw up if you're a Philadelphia Eagles fan. And he stunk. Yeah, I'm like looking up his combine results. Mm-hmm. So he came in at um, 248 pounds, a little light if you're gonna play defense end. Um, 10 inch hands, big. 33 inch arms, not not too crazy. Uh, ran a 4.62, which would be about average right now. Right now, um, 
a 1.62, which is good for a defense end, 10-yard split. 26 reps, bench press, 38-inch um, vertical. Yeah, at, I mean, at back time, in the day. Yeah, at back the time, in the day. They looked at him like he was a freak. They looked at him like he was going to be the next Reggie White. They were selling T-shirts, and his jersey was selling like like LeBron James' jersey was selling. Like, like, Six foot three, two, 248. Yeah, I mean – Nothing crazy. I mean, his hands were huge. Mm -hmm. Ask a Philly fan about Mike Mamula. I'll leave it there, man. I will, because most of my family is Philadelphia fan. Oh, yeah, man. Good old Mike Mamula. Shout out to Mike Mamula, man. Didn't work out in Philly, man, but shout out to you. So you have a lot of of, um, people that are going out for for this and looking for opportunities to make a a name for themselves or, or raise their draft stock in this upcoming combine man so i mean like you said a big time for our show a lot a lot will be going on you got the tight ends qbs and wideouts (laughs) on two i'm sorry thursday march 3rd offensive line running backs on friday march 4th you have the defensive linemen and linebackers on saturday the 5th and the defensive backs shout out to dion on sunday march 6th man so are we going to get Dion on NFL Network doing the whole breakdown, or is he not going to be there now that he's with Jackson State? That it's going to be rough if he's not there because Dion kind of makes made the show, man. Sunday. I mean, don't get me wrong; it's fun watching DBs, but it's also great having Dion there talking about DBs and also communicating with the guys there. It was yeah. fun seeing him inter- interact with the guys. It was always fun. I'm. I mean, I'm hopeful that he does make an appearance, but I think he's I think he's all locked yeah. in with Jackson State, or maybe even looking for new opportunities that um could be coming down the pipe, man. So we'll see. That's actually I'm gonna take it off topic a little bit. It's Go for slightly it. off topic. Um, in a space today, a Twitter space I was on, um, they were talking about HBCU Combine. Okay, and I just want to say how great it is um, because while we were in Mobile. Mm-hmm. They had the HBCU combine shortly after. I, I remember we were all talking about how cool it would have been to actually go to it. Sweet. We weren't able to. But how great the, the spotlight is on HBCU schools right now because of Dion, Eddie George, all there. That's right. And we need to get more spotlight on the HBCU just for the fact of that's where all the talent in NFL history has really came from if you look back in, in NFL history. So mm-hmm. it would be great to see the combine for HBCUs or anything just come together. I don't know, but I think the NFL needs to put more light on it because there's more light going into the, those schools and everything currently. I, I like I, I follow what you're saying, and I I definitely agree with you. I feel like um with I mean I, I'll, I'll I'll keep it here with the the spotlight is on the NFL that it already has. They should shine a light on the HBCU combine. There's going to be talent out of that, just like there's talent out of um, schools. And all, all over, there's going to be players we're talking about, and players that we see that were not stars in this this past college football season. So the combine gives an opportunity for us to look at how these talented players in HBCU, like you said, has a lot of talent. So, but, yeah, man. And normally there was a guy that uh... – or normally the HBCU combine was kind of like after the regular combine in between the pro days, they did it early this year. And I guarantee you 99% of fans 
did not know about it. It didn't get any conversation about it. They need to start hyping it up and they need to put a standalone thing. It needs to be televised. It wasn't televised. They need to do something. And I think it's great that we got the number one overall um, recruit going to an HBCU. It's going to put even more of a highlight on it. I mean, Dion. That's true. That's the that's what happens when you get Deion Sanders coaching and you get Eddie George coaching. It kind of, like you said, it shines that light on what's going on at the HBCUs, man. So yeah, yeah, man. That's a good that's a good platform to stand on, Josh. I'm with you, man. I'm, I'm I support you. Yeah, I, it's just there's a lot of talent that goes through those schools that we don't even recognize, and I couldn't tell you how many people from HBCUs get drafted every year. But I promise you, there's a lot more talent than we're bringing in at HBCU colleges. I have no doubt. I have no doubt, man. When you see, um, when you sit and watch the games, because I did watch more Jackson State games this season than I yeah, watched exactly. any other season, and they would talk about the different players from the HBCUs that were in the league, and I and you you kind of lose track. You think that, and in this area, you think um, John Taylor because of Dell State, but. You know, there's a lot more, like we, we both know, you know? Yeah. I mean, like I said, if you go back in history of the NFL, you can't talk about the the history of the NFL without talking about HBCU colleges. I like it's, it, It's man. a fact. But we can get back on topic. I just I, had to say that because I thought it was a cool topic that we brought up and we got different pe- people's opinions on it. So I, I just thought it was cool. I think it's I think it's an awesome topic, man. I think that it's something – um. Hey, man, we'll put it in our notes, man. We'll come back to that. I'd love to get Brett involved in that conversation. Yeah, definitely. You know? Definitely. You know, because I'm, yeah. I, I I would like to, I think that, man, to be honest with you, I wish that I had more knowledge of the um the HBCU Combine to add to it. So I think that my assignment to myself is to pay attention this year to what's going on in the HBCU Combine so that I can get back on here with you and talk about it, man. So I will. Well, um, it's already happened. It's already happened. Yeah. Like I said, it was the week. That we went down oh, to the, after the Senior Bowl. It was the week. It was the weekend before. Wow. So if I looked at my the calendar, right, they don't have another because normally they would have one right before pro days, but they don't have it this year. Mm-hmm. Um, but they really do need to put a bigger spotlight on it. I hope Dion. I think it's great that Dion went to Jackson State. I think it's great that Eddie George did because it, it puts big names there to actually put a spotlight on it to where. The world kind of shut them out a little bit. Yeah. And I'm just saying nationally kind of shut out a little bit. And I'm telling and you, it, I, takes, it takes that one guy, like you just said, that goes yeah. to open the door for more. Definitely. I think, I think that's awesome, man. I think that's I'm going to, to do some research on that, man. Definitely. And I, I personally want to because there there's people in HBCU colleges that I'm not evaluating. I can't get film on right now that I think – there's there's a role for them in the NFL, and if we're finding these schools that have talent elsewhere, it might be there's competition in in those leagues, and right. we need to find it. And I I want to find it, and we're gonna have someone on uh, next next month, uh, Bill Carroll, and not only is this man a historian, uh, you talk to this guy and bring up a player like you can bring up uh, Mike Mamula to this guy. And he will probably be able to tell you who his second cousin is. Um, what he ate for breakfast the night before the NFL draft. 
but he will be able to tell you each rep that he had in the NFL. He he's a great mind. Um, I'm just thoroughly impressed with this guy, and uh, I I can't speak enough. But he also he he's big into HBCU colleges, and I, I would love to pick his mind about that, and as well as this this year's draft. I look forward to it, man. The the I feel like right now, man. I, I I'm gonna go out and say it, man. This is my first year on the Diamond State Scouting Podcast on the Say It Again Sports Network, and I'm in. I'm right now in my seat. When you talk about Bill Carroll coming on and different things leading into the draft, my seat right now is like the seat of like the excited fan, man. I'm looking. Oh, at I'm excited. A whole new perspective, you know. When I'm I tell you talking, insight. I'm excited. Talking to this man, you just you feel like a little kid talking to like their father or grandfather, and you just want to hear the stories just keep coming, coming, coming because his knowledge is unreal. Like I just want to do a show with him and just pick his brain about everything he knows because it's just unreal. Wow, wow, Bill Carroll. Yeah, he's a great. If you, if you don't follow him, I'll fi- figure out his Twitter. We can move on to the combine and everything. Okay. Um, talk about that but I'll, I'll pull up his uh at on twitter because he's a great follow he's in spaces um but he, yeah he's he's great it's uh 11 bravo 138 on uh twitter he's a great follow bravo 138 speaking of follows man i want to send a quick shout out to josh kimmel um i followed you this week josh kimmel and you post the first post i saw you post brother and it touched me, man. So, um, Josh Kimmel, if you're listening, man, <laughs> you know, I want to send you a shout out. I thought that was very poignant. I thought that was um, that was my first thing I read when I when I click follow on you. And I thought that that was that's good stuff, man. That's good stuff. That's real. And that's true, man. It's from the heart. So, Josh Kimmel, shout out Josh Kimmel, man. That's my guy. Definitely. Uh, I do the Beer and Sports podcast with him every Monday. Great guy. We were at the uh, invite on that show, man. What's that? I'm waiting for the invite, man. You guys got to yeah, get you me come on. on any Monday. You're available at 9 o'clock. Mondays at 9 o'clock. Look for me on the next episode. 9 a.m. Of- it's 9 or no, 10 a.m. Sorry, 10 a.m. Oh, 10 a.m. 10 a.m. Okay, <laughs> all right. I'm gonna have to, I have to take a quick break from the day job, but we'll see, man. Crack open a beer and get back to work. Crack open a beer and get back to work. Work from home day, but now um, shout out to the Beer and Sports Podcast and shout out to what, the work you do with Josh That's Kimmel, fun. man. It's fun. Uh, it's just it's just something fun to do. I really enjoy like doing it. it. You get to talk sport, and I would love to have you on. Maybe we can re- pre-record a show. But yeah, I, mean, um, I like the I like the free space, and and it seems like yeah. man, Josh, whenever we get on these these pod, whenever me and you get to talking about the Diamond State scouting. We we have topics, but the thing with our conversations, brother, is yeah. we go left, we go right. That's we, where we all, I am. You know, and I think that from what I see with the Beer and Sports podcast, that's kind of the way that show goes. Exactly man. how it is. We'll, we'll be on there. We'll be talking uh, football, 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 and then something will come up and we'll start talking about how our kids love Bluey or um, what was it, Encanto right now. Our kids love Encanto. And so that's the next way. thing we're talking about. If if I have to hear, we don't talk about Bruno one more time. No, I, I actually love it. About Bruno. But, shout out to Adriana Branch, man. Adriana Branch. Shout out to Shy. She loves Encanto. We do not yeah. talk about Bruno. It's her jam. My daughter has one little part in that. It's okay. uh, 
Um, it, I think it goes, he told me my powers will thrive or will grow like the grapes that thrive on the vine. And she just goes crazy as soon as that happens. That's her part. Yeah. Oh my goodness. That is her part. <laughs> amazing, man. I if love anyone it. sings I it, she's it. like, no, it's my part. <laughs> she owns it. She does it. I'm telling you. In console, man. See, see, you never know what you're going to get on the Diamond State Scouting Podcast. Nope. We're parents, so it's going to go everywhere. Our conversations throughout the day go anywhere and everywhere. So that's how we're going to be. That's right. That's right. We're we're draft scout enthusiasts. We're draft scout experts, but we're fathers first, Brett included. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So what? So I'm still getting back to the combine, man. So what? There's one question I'm holding to to be last. I think that's going to be pretty interesting. But who are you interested in seeing go through the the drills so my first guy i am interested in is icky Aquanu. um okay. offensive tackle i think it's north carolina state um but i'm interested because when when i watch him everyone's saying uh top top tackle top tackle and i'm like i mean i can see where he potentially could play tackle but at the same time i can see where he can get beat a lot i want to see him go through the uh, position drills and if he can um, his kick step and everything. And if he can get to his point where he needs to around the arc, mm-hmm. um, I just want to see if he can do it because you don't see it a lot on film. He does a lot of hop step uh, where he just pops up and shifts to the left a little bit and gets his guy. I just want to see if he can do it. Cause when he does do it on film, it's 50 50. Um, I want to see if he's consistent in it. And I, I'd love to see where his hips are, but other than that, I still think he's going to be – if he doesn't play tackle, I think he can be an all-pro um, offense guard at the next level. So I think he's one of the top prospects. But I just want to see if he's able to play tackle. That's my big guy. That's your, that's your big guy. Okay. Because that's a lot that. of people have him top 10. Um, they have him as potentially the best offense tackle in this draft. I personally don't. Um, if I had to rank my top three right now, um, as mm-hmm. far as tackles, I don't know if – Iquanu's there right now just because I don't know if he can play the spot. Um, it'd be Charles Cross, Evan Neal, Trevor Penning. Um, so Evan Neal is like he's projected to possibly go one. Yeah. Um, I think Evan Neal is probably more of a right tackle um, okay. guard at the next level. I, I just think people overevaluate the Alabama um, offense alignment, just like last year with Leatherwood. Um, everyone's okay. like, oh, he's a, he's a big time player. Um, he's going to be a right tackle for years. I was like, maybe you slide him in the guard for a little bit. Then he can play right tackle. He's not there yet. Um, I think Evan Neal, he's going to be immediate right tackle. But if you can't fit him there, if you don't have a spot there and you need something, he can play guard as well. Okay. That's that's a great fit anywhere, man. I, and he's definitely going to be somebody that goes off the board early. So it's definitely oh, something for sure. to look forward to. Something, something something to look forward to. But my guy um, in the entire draft is Charles Cross. That I, He's very underrated in this draft. Um, I don't know why he's not the first tackle. He, I would take him number one overall. No questions asked. If this is last year's draft, I'm taking him over uh, Stanley. Or not Stanley, sorry. I'm taking him over Penny Sewell in last year's draft. Wow. So I'd have him just ranked under um, Slater. It's It's Slater, sorry. So okay, all right. So speaking of speaking of underrated or people that we're not thinking about right now, 
who will be the most talked about players when the combine is over? What players do you think we're going to leave the combine saying, wow, I want this guy on my team or this guy could be a day one um, draft? So we get the most talked about players from the 40. Uh, we That was one of the first things we talked about other than uh, um, height, weight stuff. Um, it's always height, weight, speed. So quarterbacks that's going to be talked about, I think, is um, – trying to think of his name. Malik Willis, Willis Watch, 2022. Willis Watch. Um, I think he's going to be fast. I think he's going to run 4-4, maybe hit the 4-3s. He's going to be a fast runner. Um, A lot of people say he's got the speed of Michael Vick. Um, I didn't see that on film, but people know more than I do sometimes. So I think he's going to be fast. He's going to be talked about a lot. Um, I think coming out of the combine, he's going to – his. He's just going to be at the top of where he should be. Um, very easily could be a top 10 pick in the draft. Um, yeah, wait a minute, wait a minute. Pause. You said Willis could be a top 10 pick in the draft. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, there's a lot of people thinking that Steelers will trade up for him. He could be the first quarterback taken. Um, I think it's between him and Carroll right now. Okay. Wow. Or Corral or what, however you want to pronounce his Corral, name. Yeah, right. Um, okay. I'm not big. Like, I need to watch more Corral. I'm not the biggest fan of his, but a buddy of mine out in uh, at the Senior Bowl, he was like, if there's one player in this draft that you want to have the ball in his hands the last two minutes of the game, who is it? And easily it's Corral because he's got that energy to him. He's got that drive that you want in a quarterback. These other quarterbacks, yeah, it could happen. I think Willis could be in that conversation as well because you put on that Syracuse game he didn't have a great game but towards the end of the game he was driving he was making the plays he was trying to make something happen to win the game they almost won but unfortunately they didn't unfortunately but you saw he was driving he's making plays he's making it happen so that that's exciting that's exciting speaking of quarterbacks heading into this draft and where people could show up I want to talk about Kenny Pickett man does Kenny Pickett get his hands measured uh, <laughs> Uh, so his hands, everyone knows they're small. Um, right. He didn't get them measured at the Senior Bowl. And everyone said it's the stupidest thing you can do. He's got a bad um, team surrounding him just for the fact if you don't talk about or if you don't get your hands measured, everyone's going to be, one, talking about how they're small, two, how you didn't have it done. Yeah. And if you yeah, do I get like them measured, it. people are just going to have a number to go off of and be like, okay, they're small. Right. At least you got them measured. Um, it's going to be interesting to see if he says do you know what i made a mistake and go off of it maybe saying it maybe a pr spin on it saying i wanted to get it done one time that way you don't have mixed numbers and Mm -hmm. two i I think you're going to get the best numbers possible at the combine that's why i waited for the combine um but hands are going to be small whatever who cares so Um, all eyes on kenny pickett man i think that he should go ahead and do it Oh, for sure. Yeah, definitely should do it. Um, we don't know if he will, but I think he should. It's such a, a trivial thing to think about. Like, I got to get my hands measured, and I don't want to. <laughs> yeah, right? That is kind of trivial, man. Hopefully hopefully he does it, man. He Hopefully he does it. He's um definitely a prospect that I've heard talked about. going Definitely going in the first round. Could be one of those guys to go pretty high. So... Looking oh, for sure. Seeing what he um, no. Yeah, I mean, and in the beginning of the year, I think he was 
we're try- kind of seeing the quarterback class take shape a little bit. Um, Pickett was in the beginning far and through the number one quarterback on most people's board. I think he's kind of fallen down a little bit. I think right now we're seeing possibly, um, at least my board, is Willis, Corral, Pickett um, from there. But, yeah, I think we're kind of seeing that take shape a little bit. And definitely we'll see that take full shape given the combine. All right, so um, going off of what we're talking about with the quarterbacks, let's talk a little bit about free agency. That starts March 16th. That's coming up. Real soon, a lot of news right now with Aaron Rodgers and the cryptic tweets that he's sending out. His post, what is everything. that exactly? I'm trying to figure out what's going on with Aaron Rodgers. I, I, I feel like that's almost like a full time job, you know. Even Pat McAfee struggles wondering what's going on with Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, so yeah, I haven't paid that's someone I should have paid attention to. Um, from what I understand though, didn't they have a deal last year saying that Aaron Rodgers can move on after this season? And now the GM is yeah. coming out saying he didn't say that. He's not going to trade him, potentially. Yeah, but I think that has a lot to do with um, the, the GM playing. He's playing poker, man. He's putting his stuff out there. Yeah, and he's not, letting, he's not showing his hand, you know? I, they say they have deals on the table. And, I mean, even if they don't have deals on the table, Aaron Rodgers is not going to be an, a hard piece to move. There's going to be – No, not be at all. There's, there's going to be suitors no matter what. So I think that the question right now, as it goes with, um, I almost said James Harden, because I saw him on the screen. As it goes, oh, with man. Rogers, <laughs> as it goes with Aaron Rodgers, is is he does he want to play? I think that right now he's got people in suspense of is he going to play or not? You know, really. And then once that domino falls, as far as what Aaron Rodgers is going to do, then we can get into the other guys that could move and shake up some things potentially affecting the draft, like Watson, Wilson, Carr, Baker Mayfield. Surprised to see he's out there, but all those guys, man, what are your thoughts? We can just go down the list, man. What are your thoughts on absent Rodgers' decision? What are your thoughts on Watson? Yeah, I think any of these quarterbacks moving could be a big-time draft change. Um, So we got teams that need quarterback, Lions potentially. Um, we got Broncos, Steelers, Panthers, uh, Washington commanders, which is hard to even wrap your head around saying commanders at this point. Um, at one point you were saying the one team name, then you're saying football team, then you're saying commanders now. Um, but then you got the Colts too. What's that? Yeah. I I said, I I was kind of digging the Washington football team. I I thought that was all right. But, um, it looks like the Colts are ready to move on from Carson Wentz, so you can definitely add them to they, the list as They well. are, and this is the thing. Um, I, I I always like to reach out to Ben Albright when it comes to uh, like stuff around the league just for him to like fill me in a little bit. I reached out to him because I see a lot of Colts fans and everything coming up with, and even uh, NFL people coming up with, oh, Aaron Rodgers to the Colts, uh, Deshaun Watson, Russell Wilson. I'm like, yeah, it'd be a beautiful spot for them, but what are they going to give up? They don't have a first-round pick this year. That's in Philly right now. Um, And if you don't have a first-round pick this year to say, okay, this is where I'm starting at, and I'll add picks on, you're not getting one of these top-tier quarterbacks. Like, it's impossible. And and that's what I told him. I was like, is it just me, or is saying that the Colts are going to be able to get enough capital to trade for for these quarterbacks is unreal? 
And he was like, yeah, I think that's what a lot of people around the league are thinking too. And I was like, okay, cool. I'm glad I'm thinking like a lot of the people around the league. Right. So it's going to be hard for the Colts to say, hey, I don't have this first-round pick, but I'll give you a first-round pick next year and the following year and a second round this year. And everyone's like, no, I, I want to do something this year if I'm losing a player this year. It just wouldn't work out. That's right. And, and we got to move that play. cup a little bit because I see that fly E. So we don't want to see that. Shout out to Josh. He hooked me up. But, um, yeah, man, I think that those those pieces falling, especially with the, with the Colts, what you said is true. People want players that they can – or draft picks they can take now. I, so, I, feel, I feel like – tell me how you feel about this. It's the fan bases, man, they they want they, they want to see pl- things happen now. They don't, they're not interested in those future picks. So I think it has no. a lot to do with the GM making the decision on the fan base as well. That's another thing. Like, you got to worry about your fan base. They're losing potentially the franchise quarterback – and you're going to say, oh, well, we'll figure it out next year. We'll figure out the year after that. Like, no, I want to figure out something now. Like, yeah. I at least want to get talent for whoever I have. The Super Bowl, just, the, the, guy, the team in the Super Bowl that just lost went from the bottom of the basement to two years later being in the biggest game of the season off of a draft pick. Yeah, I mean, I would argue two draft picks because yeah, yeah, Jamar yeah. Chase was a big part of that. That's true. But, I mean, you make that – if you can't make the deal, like, Colts aren't going to – and that's my thing. The Colts aren't going to be able to do it. Um, They're probably going to have to either get, like, a middle-range quarterback, maybe a Jimmy G, um, until they can figure it out. Um, I've also tossed out there Mitchell Trubisky. I think Trubisky is going to be a hot name come free agency because a lot of people thought that he needed time to just learn the game a little bit. He needed to be a backup for a year at least. And he was under okay. Dayball for a year as well, who everyone knows is a really good quarterback developer. So maybe That's he developed true. a little bit. I wouldn't mind seeing uh, Trubisky, who I think could change the game a little bit with the draft as well, Steelers or the Colts. I think that those would be two really good fits. Steelers said they want to get a running quarterback, and Trubisky is that. He is that. And I definitely the, – the team the, the team that keeps getting mentioned as far as quarterbacks – is the Steelers, and I think they said this week that if the season was to begin today, that Mason Rudolph would be the starter. And yeah. if you're a Steelers nation, thank God the season does not begin today. Because I work with two uh, Steeler fans, and they say I don't care who the quarterback is as long as it's not Mason Rudolph. <laughs> exact words, um, but I do want to play a little game with you. Um, All right, what you got, brother? So I'll I'll name the quarterbacks and then you tell me your ideal fit for them, if if you're down for that. Let's play, man. Let's go. Um. So Aaron Rodgers, where would you like to see him go? I'll tell you mine as well. Okay, Aaron Rodgers. I think that I'm, I'm no, I'm not. I'm not going to waste time. Denver Broncos. I think the best fit is going to be Tampa Bay. He walks in there, offensive line set there. Basically, you're upgrading your quarterback at that point. Okay. Because let's agree, while Tom Brady is the greatest of all time, end of his career, um, Aaron Rodgers is just – he's the top quarterback, in my opinion, in the league. I like him. Aaron, okay. um, does he get traded, one? And two, where would you like to see him go? Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson definitely gets traded. I feel like they're going non- no nonsense with him. 
Where would I like to see him get traded? Sorry, Brett. I don't think he goes to Miami. Yeah. But you know what? It, what's intriguing is the New Orleans Saints. I don't think they can afford him. I know, man. I wanted to they're say something. They're in cap hell. <laughs> yeah. I don't they're, think they can They're going to have to unload a lot of talent this year. And that's another reason why I said Aaron Rodgers goes to Tampa Bay is because wow. New Orleans is going to be bottom of the league. Uh, Carolina, they're bottom of the league. And then you got Atlanta. They're trying to still figure it out. They got an aging quarterback that's on its way out. So that'd be a perfect spot. You're automatically get, given a spot in the playoffs. Huh. Right. Just by showing up, basically. Yeah. Wow. Um, so you saying Deshaun Watson Atlanta would be your pick? No, mine, I think, and you might like it. I don't know. Um, I think Deshaun Watson might end up in Philadelphia. So listen, all right, all right. <laughs> no, I want to, I'll, I'll, I'll play off of that. I'm, I'm skeptical, but I'm kind of intrigued by at the thought of Deshaun Watson playing in Philly. I think I like it. But when you asked me that question, I didn't want to go fanboy and say Philadelphia. I think it's going to happen. But I think I agree with you. So yeah. I, that so New Orleans was like pulling out of the air because I didn't want to be <laughs> because I'm the type of guy when where when I want something to happen I I'm like uh yeah, you know I've been heartbroken in Philly too many times. Okay, um, Russell Wilson, where do you where do you think he'll go, or if he'll just stay with the Seattle? I think ultimately Russell Wilson stays with Seattle, but an intriguing spot for Russell Wilson for me would be um the New York Giants. I think okay. that yeah. I think that Russell Wilson is one is he's gonna he's gonna want to play somewhere that is like big market. And I, I think that Chicago, New, the New York Giants, teams like that are the teams that mostly intrigue Russell Wilson. And I think the opportunity to bring new the, the New York Giants out of whatever it is they're going through right now intrigues Russell Wilson. Um so my thought process is um, I don't think he'll get traded either, honestly. Um, but no. to make the game fun, I am yeah. going to say he'll go to the Washington Commanders. I think him fitting into that wow. team is just perfect. Um, you have a running back you can check down to. You have a good tight end. Um, you have really good receivers there. And one thing that Russell has really wanted over his career is an offensive line. Um, Washington has a really good offensive line as well. Okay, and I want to speak on something I read this week. Is it true, that, or have you heard that Washington is willing to trade Chase Young to get a franchise quarterback? I, I have heard that. So I'll have wow, to man. reach out, but I have heard that, and that would be interesting. Um, they have the, all the talent in the world that on that said, defensive man, side, kind of. Might might be losing you a little bit. Okay, I think I got no, you I'm back. Here. I'm here. I'm here. I'm sorry, back. brother. I'm no, right here. Good. All right, cool. So yeah, I think I I think that Chase Young, the possibility of him being on the block for a franchise QB would definitely um light a fire with teams like Seattle, like Houston that have defensive minded coaches at the helm. 
So, I, and I think if I'm Washington and I'm giving up a star player like that, I'm right. going to get someone fairly young. So I think Russell Wilson would be that perfect. Been to a, a quarter or been to a Super Bowl before. He's a leader. He's someone you can put on the face of a franchise. And not to kind of go there, but to go there, it's been kind of a a noticeable thing with Dan Snyder wanting to get um, as many minorities into his team as possible um, from mm-hmm. um, front office and everything. I think he's trying to show, look, I'm not like a lot of people. It's not the story that's being painted for me. And he's doing it. It's great. But I think Russell Wilson would be a good fit for that franchise as well. Yeah, but that's yeah, absolutely. Um, so, Derek Carr, do you think he gets traded? He's the hot name right now. Everyone wants him. Uh, I think a lot of people think he'll be a little bit cheaper than, say, a Russell Wilson, Deshaun Watson, Aaron Rodgers. I think that's why he's the top guy. Everyone's like, yeah, let's go. Um, what do you think? Does Derek Carr get traded, and if so, where? I don't think Derek Carr gets traded, to be honest with you. I think yeah. Derek Carr has a, has a home there in Vegas. I think Derek Carr is the guy, and I don't think he gets traded. I would be extremely surprised to see Derek Carr leave the Vegas Raiders. I agree with you. I don't think he gets traded. I don't know how he could get traded after what he did single-handedly last year. He basically right, put right. that team completely on his back and said, let's yep. go, made the playoff. Um Derek Carr is just one of the best leaders in this in this entire league. And like I don't think he'll get traded, but a fun spot for him to go, I think would be Denver. I would love to see him playing in the mile high. Yeah, that is intriguing. You know, with the um with Hackett going there and Hackett being a, an offensive guy, I look for them to get a QB in Denver. And one thing I think about Denver is while that's a quarterback heavy division. That team could be that there might be a quarterback away. No, yeah, very well could be. You know? And my other thought process process on why Derek Carr shouldn't be traded. Josh McDaniels had a a team previously, Denver, actually, mm-hmm. and he said, Oh, I'm gonna draft a quarterback. I have my quarterback situation figured out. He completely bombed it with Tim Tebow. <laughs> um you have a quarterback currently there. Don't don't mess with things, just All right. Play with what you got and know that he's a really good quarterback. I'm not even going to mention the next guy because the next guy is Baker Mayfield. I think he stays, but it's a fun little thing to think about. Right? Um, could they move on from him and say, screw it? If I have an opportunity to go get a Deshaun Watson, um, yeah. I'll trade some picks, and I'll give you Baker Mayfield. He could be ending up in Texas. I think that's how he moves is if they say. And okay, I, I, always thought, I always thought it would be fun for Aaron. Like if I'm Aaron Rodgers, uh-huh. The only other team I'm considering going to is Cleveland because I think they're a quarterback away as well. Well, Denver too, but Denver's division's a little rough for me. Uh-huh. Um, you kind of got a down-flowing um, Steelers. You kind I mean, I don't know about the Ravens. I think the Ravens are looking up, obviously, after all the injuries last year. Right. Um, and then you got the Bengals as well. But it's a lot less tough division than you have over with Denver – Raiders, uh, Kansas City, LA Chargers. That that's a completely tough division. I don't, I don't want to be in that if I'm if I'm Aaron Rodgers. No, it's tough. And th- th- there's nothing. There's no 
there's nothing behind this, man, but I feel like something about the Cleveland Browns and the Los Angeles Clippers. I just feel like for some reason those teams can't get over the hump. You can give them stars. You can give yeah. them the right guys, the right coaches, and it just seems like there's something about people, those franchises that people just said don't. that about Cincinnati. You and okay. it took a quarterback to to get them there. It took a, okay, I like it. it. Took a quarterback to get them there. We'll see. I'll, I'll say that I'll, the the jury is out. But sometimes when I look at Cleveland throughout the years, I'm going to take a step back and speak about one year that I felt like, wow, Cleveland is the deal. They had Derek Anderson, Braylon, I think oh, his name was Braylon Edwards, yep. Kellen Winslow, and I felt like this this team is going to the playoffs. This team they is made the playoffs, off. right? They made the playoffs like one year, and then followed, and they, they kind of snuck in. And the following year, everybody was watching them. They were like the big team opening day and stuff. They had a horrible year. Derek Anderson yeah. played awful. So my father in law is a Browns fan, so I have to hear it every year how they're going to the Super Bowl and oh God. everything like that. So yeah, um, I'm just hoping they can do something. Just so I have to. Oh, I mean, I hope they don't, so I can not to continue <laughs> to hear it. But maybe just make him a little happier, you know? Yeah, shout out to your father in law, man. And, and true, okay. through and through, Browns fan. You don't see many of them. You don't. You don't. <laughs> and I, and I and that's and I, and I feel and I, everything I said about the team being snake bit. I I I feel for Cleveland Nation. I feel for the dog pound. But it's good to know, like you know, there, there's got there's there are actually out there. there. There's actually fans out there. Yeah, that's what I'm. I married to into a family with one. <laughs> I'm trying to say, man, I'm like. There are people out there that really believe, you know, like this. We can go to the Super Bowl this year. That's well, it's funny because uh, he had to keep having kids in order to get a Browns fan out of one of them. Uh, his first son is a started out a Cowboys fan. Now he's a Ravens fan. Second one, uh, 49ers fan. My my wife is a Dolphins fan, and then his fourth kid turned out to be a, a Browns fan. A Brown, okay. <laughs> so I, I, he had to keep I, fighting, but he got one eventually. That's it, man. That's it. I said you got to keep going, man. You know, for sure. I I, I had tried watching the Eagles and the 76ers since before. You're not going to do that to her, are you? Huh? <laughs> You're not doing that to her, are you? Poor poor kid. I bought her some Iverson sneakers recently, and I'm, I can see her. I can see her blossoming into a 76ers fan. And I think that's the it. only way anyone can make someone a 76ers fan. It's like we had AI. <laughs> <laughs> We had AI. It's a good selling point, man. <laughs> and and everyone immediately goes to, you know, why traveling happens, right? Because AI crossed over MJ. <laughs> That's true. That's true. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> That's true, man. Call carrying all the time now when that killer crossover and. It breaks my heart that one of my favorite players is Kobe, and Kobe was the guy that took Iverson out in 01. Yeah. Oh, I, I remember that very distinctly. Um, that was one of the first NBA championships I ever watched. Because oh, yeah. back then, you everyone loved AI. AI was the dude. Like, we talk about Dion had the swagger and everything like that. AI had the exact same swagger in him. That was it, man. Um, yeah, I mean, he was just the dude. I mean, he didn't preach the right stuff, but when he was on the field or on the court, the man just balled. Like he was so fun to watch. In regards to Allen Iverson, that's exactly what you just what you just said is what I've learned is 
when knowing that he was in Philly and you know you have friends that knew him, whether it was time in Philly or time in Virginia, yeah. I'd known him or ran into him. Bad news stories. I'm like, I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it yeah. because I've made my mind up about Allen Iverson. Allen Iverson is good with me. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I personally it just and I can translate this to what we're talking about with when you watch greats, no matter what sport it is, it's always fun to see how they are on the field, off the field, because a lot of people get caught up in um, like AI. Mm-hmm. The big thing with AI is practice. Practice, man. <laughs> um, some ple- people don't believe in practice. You go and watch a player, and I'll say this every day. Um, some people practice worse than anyone else, but then they show up game day, and they're the greatest player in, in the league. Um, and it can be said for a lot of people like that. They're they're working on something when they're practicing. They're not trying to practice to look good. They're just working on something. Um, you never know. You you don't, man. You don't know how people how people grew up and their background and what how they looked at practice their, their whole life. Maybe practice to some people is something where they were forced to do it. You know, in and out. I can promise out. you, every day Kobe practice was not a pretty practice. I guarantee you that man was working at everything he was bad at at every moment of the day. And he was elite for why he was. Um, He practiced and he put the hard work in. Um, But some people didn't have to. I I guarantee you AI could have been one of the best. I mean, he was one of the best ever. But he could have went down as, oh my goodness, if he just put the effort in and he, he didn't want to. I think that, man, I think that your takes sometimes, man, are so great. You basically just gave the paradox of work ethic versus just raw talent. And you think about your your AI. You think about, like, your Shaquille O'Neal. Those guys had raw talent, but they were not big on practice, and they kind of got caught up in everything else outside of the court, whereas Kobe – he set his mark and be, I want to be as good as MJ. I want to be this great. And I know I'm going to have to put this much work in to be this great. So you respect AI for the raw talent and for the swagger that he brought to the league and to his game. But, and you respect Kobe for the Mamba mentality. And just and that that's what I was that. going to say. It's great to be great on the field, but wouldn't you want to be known for that mentality you had, that Mamba mentality? If uh-huh. your legacy was that, Mm-hmm. You won life. I feel like put a, put a, <laughs> that part right there. When yeah. we go back and do the soundbite, what you just yeah. said about I, I froze for a second to give it a little spot. So, listeners, when you hear that 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 little bit of silence right there, that was me applauding Josh's line right there. Man, I mean, it's true. You like it out if you won at life, and Kobe did. I mean, Kobe has a beautiful family. Um, great on the court he has all the accolades but the one thing you're taking away from kobe as fans or anything it's not the accolades it's not any of that it's the first thing you're saying is the mamba mentality and that goes far and if you can be remembered for that like i said like you won like Mm-hmm. maybe he was taken away from us just because he won so early in life and i don't know it's unfortunate we wanted to get more out of him, but his life, he achieved life. 
Wow. These are some, I, I, it's, he achieved life. The things you're saying, man, the things you're saying are quotables. Josh Wingate is yeah. giving life right now on the podcast. <laughs> he, he achieved life, man. To piggyback off what you just said, absolutely. Kobe found, figured it out. He figured out the dynamics of being, uh, being successful at life. And that is to find what it is that you're passionate about and put your heart and soul into it and work hard. But never, never lose sight of how important it is to put your family first. He was able to, to build the, the divide between, look, when I'm on the court, this is my job and I'm going to put my all into this. But when I'm with you, whether it's his daughters, his wife, he gave his all to them as well. And he was able to do it, like you said, with perfection. perfection. Oh, it's beautiful because I didn't know about most of that stuff. I didn't know. Until after he passed, I knew about who Kobe was. I knew he had the mentality. I knew all that, mm-hmm. but learning about how he was as a father, he would he took airplane trips, yeah, to and from practice, so he can get home to take his pick his daughters up from school. He could take his daughters to school. He put in that extra effort just to be a a great person. That's it. And it, it was beautiful to watch. I'm, we've brought up Kobe Bryant on here before. I feel like if no matter what sport you play. Yeah, man. Like Kobe should just like we all had posters on our wall. Yeah, Kobe should be that poster on any athlete's wall, because no matter what sport you watch, that's what you want to achieve in life. I I I love it. I'll take it a step further. Kobe could be the the not just the not just on athlete's wall, on the business. Oh yeah. wall. You know, on because that to take it to another level the things he did after he won an oscar for developing the movie he coached his daughter's basketball team and was traveling with her man listen like he was focused and he knew what he was interested in and 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 he and he drove that point home until his unfortunate passing and i think that the difference with him and with a lot of people not just other athletes is that he he made up his mind on what was important he didn't he wasn't confused so from the yeah, time I, I agree. So from um, the time he stepped on the court to his untimely passing, he woke up every day with a purpose. And I like you mentioned before, the we take spins, we we take a little windy path through this. I'll take this path path every day because I love these kind of conversations. We might not be talking about football right now, but you can take from this conversation and transplant it into football and how you should be playing and how all that should be happening. Um like I said, Kobe's like, and like you said, um, no matter where in life you are, Kobe is like the pinnacle of what you should strive to be. I agree, man. I agree. If I'm a GM and I'm making a decision about who I'm going to draft, I think that the Mamba mentality is something that I'm looking for in my, in my draft pick. So when I'm sitting down talking to people, maybe I sit to put a diamond state scouting spin on it. Maybe I sit and ask them what their thoughts are on Kobe. And I ask them what their thoughts are on other athletes just to kind of get a a glimpse of what... see what they say. Sparks them, yes. Because if if I ask you about Kobe Kobe and you're like, oh my gosh, the way he played on on the court and all this, and then another guy comes on, that mentality he has, I strive to do that every day in my life. Like, You don't even talk about who he was as a basketball player. You talk about his thought process and all that, it's like that's eye-opening compared to maybe be like, oh, my favorite basketball player of all time. Like 
he greatest of all time, like whatever. But if you talk about that mentality and go in depth and I know you've said you've read, read his book before and I haven't, mm. unfortunately I need to pick it up, mm. but it's like, you can definitely trans combine fear. People are going to be in interviews. I would love for GMs to come up there and just say, what are your thoughts on Kobe? That, that was a great point. percent. The, the thought of it, just g- give me a screen and just say, when I'm clicking on this, what do you think? You're Kobe, you're Tom Brady, Muhammad Ali, and then maybe some players with some unfortunate backgrounds. I, w- I can't think of any, but just maybe some sketch stuff going on. What are your thoughts on them? You know, just on the screen, like snap what they think. Yeah. That kind of lets you, that kind of lets you into the mental makeup of a man. I think if whenever we get a athlete on here, um, NFL prospect, whatever, because we will. Um, I think that should be one of our questions. What do you think about Kobe? I love it. Because I think that can tell a lot about a person. Really cool. I love it. We can call it the Kobe factor. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's beautiful. I love it. I really you know, do. I love it. Well, hey, man, this was a good – man, I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, Brett, Brett, you better come back soon, I man. Know. Because I me know. and Josh, man, we're it's over here. It's ABJW show over here. ABJW <laughs> show is cooking, man. This is, I think, the second or third time we've done this. I love it, man. I look forward to the next one. I look forward to talking more about the Kobe factor, Willis Watch, and what's going on. What's going on with the combine? I'm getting a little stuff. I need to take some, take some um, Allegra, some Claritin, or something. But <laughs> definitely looking forward. So I'm glad to get back on the mic and talk talk to you, man. I'm looking forward to getting Brett back from Disney and talking to him as well. I know he sure. wants to talk about the, the Dolphins and what's going on with them. So, hey, man. I'm looking forward to the next one, brother. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <laughs>